0: powerful words in the scriptures. These two words have resonated in my heart for a long time. Over many years, I've read them and I've heard the voice of the Lord speak them in my heart and put them in my own spirit again and again when I've needed them. You find these words repeated so often. They're like on a plane. There are two mountain peaks standing up snow-capped beauty of them attracts your attention and fascinates you with their splendor. These words speak such powerful truth. As simple as they are, they speak such powerful truth. If we would heed them, our lives would transform into great victory. I assure you of that, and I promise you, I'll show you that in this message this morning. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would grace us with his presence through the remainder of this service as you have in this prior part of it. Fill our hearts with your praise and glory as we hear your word, and as we stand up in faith and declare that we believe it with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, let this time be a time of great blessing for every one of us who is participating in the hearing of this word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Those two words that I spoke of are fear not. Fear not. Again and again, the word of God, as God speaking to us, says in every situation, do not fear. Fear is your enemy, and it is a tool that the devil uses to keep you. Not only to bring you to it, but to keep you in defeat. If you walk in fear, you will never walk in victory. You stand in fear, you cannot stand in faith. I am not saying that there can't be some fear. I memorized it a long time ago I've turned to it many times in my memory many times in my thoughts I share it with you today it's one of the greatest things that Jesus said and here it is fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom this is what the passion translation says so don't Ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you this kingdom realm with all of its promises. And he said, fear not, in this context, he embraces so much of what our lives for him are about. This is the promise. This is the promise. Don't be afraid that God has not made a, don't believe by your fear that God has not made a promise. I'm getting all my double negatives mixed up in here with this not, so let me try to clarify. Don't be afraid that God has not made a promise that he will keep if we do not fear and walk in faith and trust him. That promise is that he has given us the kingdom. It is ours. We can walk in that glorious understanding, that knowledge, because God takes pleasure, this announcement of Jesus says, in giving us his kingdom. That's where our trust stands, and that's where our trust is relying on him. We know God has given us a great and wonderful gift. That gift is what faith produces as we walk with him, when it conquers fear and gives us overcoming victory in our lives. The fear is the lie the devil uses to come against your life and to translate you from a victorious Christian to a defeated one who's wondering about your salvation. If you let fear grip your heart, it will grow and grow and grow until you come against it in the faith of God and defeat it and stand upon the victory that faith gives you over fear. So when Satan lies to you about this, he wants you to believe that he has you outnumbered. He has you outmanned. He's got greater power, the greater ability that you have, and you have no way to stand against him. He'll put everything in front of you to cause you to believe that. I'm going to tell you a little event. of course, is on the side of the king of Israel. So the king of Israel has the benefit of knowing all of the king of Syria's plans because Elisha keeps revealing them to him. And when the king of Syria finds out what's going on, why they know Israel knows his battle plans, he's told because there's a prophet whose name is Elisha who tells him everything that you talk about in your bedchamber. Out plans. So the king of Syria said, let's do something about that. Get our army together and send them down to where this prophet is. Do you know where to find him?" They said, oh yes, he's in Dothan. He's out in the open. You send our armies to Dothan and we'll show him who's in control. So the king of Syria sent his armies to Dothan where Elisha was living and they surrounded it so that the next morning, came in the night and the next morning when dawn came up, they were out there on the hills all Elisha's servant got up in the morning, went out through the door I guess, to go get his normal water or whatever he went out the door to do. But me, he looked up and he saw all these, this host of armies, soldiers. He saw spears and swords, the early morning light glistening off the, off the shields. And there are the chariots with the horses chopping at the It's ready to attack. And he's in great fear. So he turns and rushes back into the prophet Elisha and he says, Master, do you know what's happening here? He said, He said, there's a great army out here who have come against us. What are we going to do? You know, the first thing Elisha said to him was, Fear not. <laughs> That's right. Fear not. And the, when his servant heard this, he didn't believe it at first. And Elisha said, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So the angels had come and were already there. They were standing around all the armies of Syria. And they had greater weapons than the soldiers of Syria had. There were chariots, not just chariots with horses, but there were chariots of fire ready to attack on Elisha's behalf. Elisha solved the whole thing by praying that the Lord would strike them all blind. And God did the whole army of Syria blind. So you can lead them wherever where, well, he, where he wanted to lead them. That extends the story. I'll stop at that part that I've just told you. When he said, open his eyes and let him see what I see, servant's eyes were open and he saw the host of God's army standing around. I want to tell you this, my friends. You may not see them. By faith you can. By faith you will. But you may not see them with your visible eye. I will tell you this, there are hosts of angels encamped around us. The armies of God are surrounding us today. Look outside through the window. You may just see cars and pavement, but if you open your heart and believe what God's word says, you'll recognize that we've got a mighty army that's greater than the corona pandemic. We've got a greater army that's greater than anything that the devil can concoct or arise and to bring up and stand against us. Because God's army. is that many times angels have been uh, entertained unawares where people didn't know that be afraid of him, but to observe his awesomeness and to recognize and reflect upon the grandeur of God. That's an awesome fear that we ought to cultivate, that we get closer to God and see him for who he is. He wants us to see him for who he is, because when we do, we know that his word is true and he does what he says. He keeps his promises. He stands by everything he's declared to us, and we can trust. God. So the angel of the Lord kept surrounded by those who fear and he delivers them just like he did Elisha. The New Living Translation for that verse, Psalm 34, verse 7, says this The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. He surrounds and defends us when we are trusting him because he is a guard. Yes. I've got wherever I go. 91. Remember Psalm 91? Remember that? That's the one we need today, especially. Psalm 91, verse 11 says, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Do you know? And I know you're going to think this is a little bit strange. I probably I'll just not say this. So when I say that, that makes sure i got to say it. For you and Sometimes when you've been here somewhere you really would be better off not being. It's a good thing that the angel of the Lord is watching over you. Because a lot of times you've been on a place that you live, and wisdom would have told you not to go there. Spirituality would have kept you from walking through that door. Total commitment to the will of God would have kept you where you were instead of where you went. happened to me. But I want to tell you this. That angel you know, knows how to go wherever you are because you're a child of God. He's watching over you. He's taking care of you. And you don't have to fear what the devil can I'm not saying to get yourself in a place where the devil can destroy you. Pull back from that. But if you are in a mis uh, in a place in a misplace, let's call it. And wherever you are, it doesn't mean that God's going to forsake you. There <laughs> I wish I were sitting out there so I could just jump up and shout and praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. The enemy wants to convince you he has the power over you to destroy you. He wants to make you believe that. And if you listen to him and believe it, he will succeed. But if you stand up in faith and hold on to the word of God, church building were to fall down, burn tonight, do you think we, we would be regretful, of course? But do you think we would be in fear we have no place to go, we have no other place to turn, nothing to do? Oh, no. Oh, no. If we had to, we'd come out here, put up a tent, put up some folding chairs and get the, the air-conditioned to blow as best we could, and we'd get up under that tent and we'd still praise God and worship Him, but we had another building to get into. I don't care what the devil does, you cannot take you got to stand in, fe- in fear, in fe- out, of, out of fear, beyond fear, and in faith and hold on to God to give you the victory. Because He always does. He always does. I know some of you are sitting here saying, Oh, Pastor, I sure hope what you say is true. You're looking at some really, really crumbling walls in your life. You're looking at some things that just seem like they're about building up or tearing down. I want to tell you this. faith. <laughs> Says. And one thing I do know, if the Bible says it, you can believe it. The Bible says that you can stand on it and trust it. Because if the Bible says it, it is true. It is true. Again in the song. Some of you read it. You've also read it. so But but I found one little verse that that really missed a great deal to me. And this is what this one verse says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 57. God's, God's child is saying to the Lord, You drew near to me on the day that I called to you. And you said to me, simple there are levels of concern that we ought to be facing today with all that is in our country and in our world. There are levels that this pandemic has brought, and and there are certain things that we ought to learn, we ought to face it with wisdom and we ought to face it with faith, and certainly with care and concern. I'm not saying, please don't think I am. I'm not saying that if you're observing the things that you're I think there are some things that, that we must do but it's, it's, it's individually to be decided. And I made a decision. I'm not saying I got a whole hearted, 100% agree on it. Whole hearted, 100% agreement on it. <laughs> but I made a decision. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live for God. And I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God will look after me and take care of me. I believe. It. I'm going to look at what the Bible says to me today. What I said to you today. I'm looking at that. And believing that if I get the coronavirus, I'm not, but if I do, and you say he's tested positive, well, then I'll probably have a little sniffle of a cold and a little time to rest up a couple of weeks Not going. Amen. <laughs> Travel too long. I can't change now and say, I've trusted God all these years. I wish I could trust Him now because this is the worst thing I've ever faced. I can't trust Him now. Oh, no. The God that I've trusted has brought me this far it's going to take. so many things to them. My daughters and their husbands and my grandchildren, most of them. And I said, not, and one of the things I said was, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, we all know it. You ought to pay a lot of attention to me now because I may not be here much longer for you to pay attention to me. Again, that's what I said. You ought know, to call me every day because tomorrow I might not be here. But, let, but I'm not being morbid now. I'm not being morbid. I'm not afraid to die. You see, "What?" I Jesus. situation that I was ready for help and God helped me the first first thing they did was had a success. I took months to recover from it all but but when it was all I said In all honesty from the very depths of my heart. I can say this. I did not have one moment of fear. I never said, oh God, why me? Why me? Uh, in my heart, in my spirit, I never said that. I didn't say That hot summer night We didn't have air conditioning (laughs) A full church of people on a Sunday night Packed from wall to wall And the Spirit of God spoke to me And I got up and ran out of the pew And ran to an old prayer room Fell on my knees before God And gave my heart to Him And God changed my life forever I didn't know then I was going to face What I did in 1988 When they told me what I had, I thought, well, I'll just I'll just wait and see. The doctor said, well, I've got everything ready for you. I've got a room, and you're already checked in because you'll be here. I was planning to preach. It was Valentine's Day in 1988. I was planning to preach in the church. That Sunday, I was scheduled to preach. That week, they told me of where I was and what I needed and what was going to happen to me. And I said, well, I've got to preach Sunday. I'll come in on Monday. He said, I've got it ready for you. You're already checked. All you got to do is come and tell them who you are. They'll check in. You're going to be here. Saturday, I had to finish all the work, so much work. I And to call the pastor and tell them I wouldn't be able to be there to preach tomorrow. I'll, 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 I'm going to the hospital. He said, okay. That's not all he said. So my wife took me to the hospital. They checked me in, just like my doctor said. And then I started that. The I'm Jesus. Spirit, I pray that you speak to our hearts today. Right where we stand, O oh Lord, we are careful in these times when we try to be, we want to be, we want to be sensible because you don't expect us to be ignorant or act ignorantly. We want to be sensitive to all things, even our altar services are affected by this. But people don't have to come and kneel at this altar and have others people and to have your word in their hearts, they can receive it right here, right now, where they are. And I pray that the Holy Spirit right now will move to make the power of God real in every one of our lives based on what we've heard today. Then we'll stand up and we'll believe it. Then we'll believe it. While your heads are still bowed, please. Your eyes are closed. Is there anybody in this congregation this morning who wants to say, Pastor, I need prayer. I need to really, really know this is between you and me and the Lord. I want to really know that I'm saved. I'm not sure. I want, to it. I want you to pray for me that I'll be saved and know it. I want you to just lift your hand up right now. Hold it just a second when you do because I'm looking all around the church trying to make sure I don't miss anybody. Who does. Just lift your hand up anywhere in this congregation. Yes. Yes. I see that. I see that. God bless you. Anybody else want to raise your hand? Say, while heads are still bowed and eyes closed. How I many of you want to say, Pastor, hey, I really, really want to be closer to the Lord. And I know I need to be. I'm, I'm crying out for the Lord to destroy my f- fear and build my faith. I want to draw closer to him. Raise your hand right now. I see your hands going up. Yes. Yes, I see your hands. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. I see your hands. Yes. Yes, God bless you coming around my right now, if you, do, if you raise your hand raise it again just so I can see it I'm going to be praying for, yes, yes I see it, yes, I'm, this week I, yes, I see your hands, I see both of your hands over there, I want you to know, yes I'm going to be praying for you God will bring a lot of you to my attention through this week as i pray for you I tell you, I know what God is, he'll, he'll cause your face to come up before me and he'll, he'll cause me to see you standing there with your hand raised and i will going to pray for you but I will pray this week, I'm promising you, I'm promising you now I'll pray urgently this week for every person who raised their hand in this service right now.